Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Well, let's start with good news, shall we? The food-grade automated cricket processing facility expected, well, it is the largest in the world, is setting up shop and it is open. Well, almost. Uh, Back in 2020, the Aspire Company uh, said that they were going to uh, create a cricket processing facility in uh, London, Ontario, the London's Innovation Park, the Aspire Group, and edible insect company said uh, construction on the 12-acre parcel of land at Veterans Memorial Parkway and the 401 is set to begin next month and it should be completed by the end of next year. Mm, Well, it's finally done. Uh, It opened at the end of last month, although it's not completely open. They're expected to be up and running by the fall. So those of you thinking that you're going to have, you know, those delicious crickets over the 4th of July from Aspire, no, Uh, more over the holidays the end of year holidays if it opens up in the fall. Uh, They're a protein-rich superfood, and they contain fiber and already found in grocery stores and restaurants and have a smaller environmental footprint than traditional protein sources. (laughs) Uh, It's great. Now, they opened this facility and are opening this facility. It's going to create 60 whole jobs Uh, It's just incredible to me. Uh, It's unbelievable. So it's going to be fully operational in the fall, and it's going to showcase first-of-a-kind newly developed technologies, an automated storage retrieval system, a new type of HVAC system, a 5G Internet of Things network, and an AI solution that's been recognized by UNESCO. So you didn't think you were going to be creating actual human jobs, did you? No. No, that's not happening. However, it's good news that we will have crickets for dinner over the holidays. Yum, yum. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Hello to all of you listening to the program at an airport today. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I hope that you're as comfortable as possible at the airport that you're stuck in. Uh, One industry exec described this past weekend as travel Armageddon. So airports this weekend, uh, I mean, over 5,000 flights were delayed or canceled on Sunday alone. 19,000 flights in the U.S. were canceled or delayed since Thursday. So there's plenty of people uh, celebrating Father's Day uh, in the airport. Uh, happy, oh yeah, happy Father's Day. Those of you listening live, today is the 20th of June, 2022. And so yesterday was Father's Day. I think we're looking at my 30 year anniversary of the tornado hitting my house on Father's Day. Yeah, well, the other house. I don't live in that house anymore. Anyway, uh, for those of you stuck at the airport, uh, bless your heart. I did get a, 
I did get a, a text, no, a tweet from uh, a listener who was asking me the best place, the best place to sleep at an airport. <laughs> well, at DFW, to be exact. And I told him, uh, you know, the stories are that, uh, you know, Terminal 1 or A or whatever it is at uh, DFW is where the homeless stay. So you just need to find a place uh, close to a restroom facility so you can wash up and, and use, you know, the restroom as needed. And you need to find an electrical outlet so that you can charge your devices. And you need to have some sort of, you know, extra two or three chairs that come together without armrests so that you can lay down and get comfortable. <laughs> You're welcome, by the way. You're welcome. But I, I, so as part of Travel Armageddon, I see where boy George got all butt hurt because uh, Victoria Beckham uh, made everybody wait to get off the plane and he was pissed. He said, uh, well, I'm going to stop flying British Airwaves. Uh, they let Beckham off the plane first. Uh, boy George tweeted that he now knows it costs $6,000 to get off the plane before everyone else. Oh, okay. So apparently he was on the same flight as Victoria Beckham. And he was pissed because uh, British Airways said, mm, everybody waits, uh, Victoria's got to get off. And uh, so they left everyone in uh, first class waiting for Victoria to get off the plane. Apparently, they've got this deal. Uh, they were all flying uh, f back to London from the U.S. And uh, apparently, they have this deal. The Windsor Suite at Heathrow Airport offers an, an exclusive VIP service. That includes private suites, Michelin star dining, and being driven straight to and from the tarmac. According to the Telegraph, the prices for that service begins at three thousand three hundred fifty-nine dollars. That's not the that's not the plane ticket either. I bet. So you are right. It's costing six to ten thousand for that. Why not? I mean, I guess that's cheaper than flying private. <laughs> So, I mean, he doesn't like the Spice Girls anyway, so he's pissed at Victoria and the whole group. And so, you know, he's mad. But now I guess he's okay now. He's okay. He said, all right, I'm back in love with American or British Airwaves. And uh, Victoria was innocent in all of this. And uh, so everything is okay now. Oh, I thought you said you were not going to fly British Airways ever again. Eh, maybe they gave you a deal. Maybe they said, "Boy, boy, we're sorry." All right, we'll give you a we'll give you a VIP treatment the next time you fly with us. Okay? Oh, okay. Everything's fine then. No worries. But for the rest of you sleeping at the airports, the thousands of you that are stuck at airports, uh, man, it is a tough time to fly these days. It's been a while since I've actually had to fly domestically and uh, you know on a regular flight. And, and I'm glad that I haven't had to do it. But I hear we talk about it all the time. And now the airlines are complaining that they have a pilot shortage. They have a uh, uh, flight attendant, you know, sky waitress shortage. Uh, and they also, you know, they have plane shortages. Look, they've cut themselves back to so many flights. That's why they're all full and or overbooked. And so when something happens, say a flight in one city gets delayed... The domino effect is horrific, and that's what happens. And you're stuck at the airport forever. So, you know, just call. I hope you called home and said, hey, Dad, we were going to be there uh, to celebrate Father's Day. But no, we're now stuck in Charlotte. What a drag. 
<laughs> or whatever city you're stuck in. I'm not picking on Charlotte, although I do remember a time being stuck in Charlotte. And while it was, you know, okay, uh, you know, I lived with it. It was a long time ago. I would be really, really pissed in today's world. Poof. Oh, and I could, and I've got the Phoenix story to tell you. And it's just, you know, I've talked, I've talked about that before where, you know, thanks to my wife, I wasn't thrown in jail, but I could have been. And I was so angry at the flight attendant, the uh, gatekeeper closing the door in my face. Oh man, I'm I'm still really angry and I can see her, although I don't know her name and I should have looked at that name tag, but I was so angry. I was blind with anger. And I'm sure many of you are in that same boat today. If you're listening, if you're still at the airport, uh, you know, on behalf of the airlines, um, well, no, I'm not going to apologize on behalf of the airlines, although they should be apologizing and giving, uh, giving you whatever you need. And I know our transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, has said that the U.S. government has the power to force airlines to hire more workers. Really? Really? Well, let's just say that you do have that power. Who are they going to hire? Do you think that the airlines aren't looking to hire new people? Maybe the homeless people sleeping in Terminal A at DFW are looking for a gig. And you can say, hey, how would you like to be a sky waitress? All you got to do is, I don't know, get educated at the job, uh, take a shower. <laughs> I mean, that's all you got to do, though. It's all you have to do. Who's To whom are these jobs going to? You force them to hire people. Just... That's right, Pete. That's what we're going to do. Good times. Good times is what we're in. I'll tell you that. Good times. You know, well, maybe you don't know. Uh, free email services like Gmail and Yahoo aren't really free. You pay with your privacy. In fact, internet giants like, uh, I don't know, Big Tech, they bank on exploiting your data by selling it to the highest bidder. Your business plan, Google has it. Your medical records, Yahoo can sell it to the drug companies. I mean, when you delete an email, whoever your email provider is, you want it to be deleted. Not so fast. But with StartMail, uh, you can start to feel safe again. Amazing. That's why I use StartMail. Makes me feel safe again. StartMail keeps my email private, period. Every email can be encrypted, even if the recipient doesn't use encryption. When you delete an email and start mail, it's gone uh, forever. And start mail uses their own servers, not Amazon's, which means they can't be put out of business, you know, like Parler and a few other companies. Switching to start mail is seamless as well. You can easily transfer all your current email data, so there's no starting from scratch. Start mail is also backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. You get unlimited anonymous aliases. This feature protects your main email address from spam and phishing attacks. So when you're giving your email to a company but want to protect your identity, Startmail can generate a shareable alias email so people can't sell your information and they can be deleted at any time. Your cybersecurity has never been more at risk. 
Email snoops and scammers are taking advantage of the pandemic as phishing has skyrocketed in the last year. Take control of your privacy with Startmail before it's too late. Start securing your email privacy with Startmail. Sign up today. You're going to get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash Jeffy. That's Startmail with a T, S-T-A-R-T, mail.com slash Jeffy. Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, hello, for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash Jeffy. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, man. Mm. And I will say, this ice-cold Coca-Cola Zero is freaking good and i only say i only remind you that it's a coca-cola zero today because i read from at fact over the weekend that coca-cola says only two people alive know the coca-cola recipe and they aren't allowed to travel on the same plane in case it crashes i would like to apply to be the designated survivor with the coca-cola recipe <laughs> just email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com or, you know, direct message me on Twitter at JeffyJFR or Instagram or Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. That's fine. I'd like to be the designated Coca-Cola recipe guy. I think that's the official title. So tomorrow is a big day. Tomorrow is a big day. It is the, well, it's the first day of summer, the longest day of the year. And it's also nude hiking day. So I'm thinking about maybe joining in the celebration of nude hiking day. And I've just got to try to find a, you know, find a place to, to do it. (laughs) Oh, there's a lot of places that really, you know, frown upon people walking around naked. And I, you know, what I say, I'm not walking around, I'm hiking. So it's a big difference, I guess. Right. Yeah, of course it is. Plus it's the longest day of the year. Oh man. I mean, so that's some serious time, uh, time hiking. Plus, on top of that, with all this, I mean, the heat and the bugs, you're going to need to remember, you know, some bug repellent, uh, maybe some sunscreen. (laughs) You may need some sunscreen on some places that uh, don't normally have sunscreen applied to them. I, you know, that's up to you though, if you want to participate in naked hiking day. Uh, So, you know, hike naked, I guess it's hashtag hike naked or naked hiking day, but if you're out and about. Uh, be sure to tag me in your in your naked hiking because, uh, well, you know, I just want to see where you are participating in this year's hashtag naked hiking day. I see where Heinz Ketchup has uh, done their Art of the Burger contest again. Uh, as you know, I'm a Heinz Ketchup police officer and uh, their Art of the Burger contest has returned. Although I'm a little... I'm a little disappointed. Okay, so if you win it, you get $25,000. That's pretty good. Uh, Pretty, that's a fair prize, right? But, and and you may end up being on their burger five menus, although they say that uh, they, you know, they say, well, if we have to change your, uh, you know, your creation, we can. But they also, they have only 50 runners up. And those runners-ups, you don't even win any cash. You just get some burger merchandise, some Heinz art. I'm sorry, they call it bespoke Heinz art of the burger merch. That doesn't sound 
I mean, that sounds a little cheap. I mean, why not? You know, you got to come on. 50 runners up? Who's going to get a t-shirt? Stop it. And they can win a little bit of bucks. But uh, remember, the burger must include uh, at least one of the sauces. They must have uh, buns or bun-like enclosures. Uh, must include a patty. Uh, burger must be eaten with hands. Uh, I guess it could be a cricket burger. The burger must stand on its own. The burger must be edible. The submission must be original work. La, la, la. Content created. Is that to be yours? And, and of course, you're not to disparage the sponsor or any other person or party. Okay? <laughs> Got it? All right? And you must not uh, contain material that's inappropriate, offensive, indecent, obscene, sexually explicit, torturous, defamatory, slanderous, or libelous. And you must not make references that include alcohol, illegal drugs, tobacco, or firearms, or weapons, any activities that appear to be dangerous, or any political agenda. Plus, you don't have to contain material that promotes bigotry, racism, hatred, or harm against any group or individual, or promotes discrimination based on race, gender, religion, nationality, disability, sexual orientation, or age. And it must not contain material that is unlawful, in violation of or contrary to the laws or regulations in any state where the submission is created. You get to have five, five submissions, and then after that, uh, you get deleted. Have a nice day. Although, I mean, the first five count. But I think, I mean, it says you only get to have five. But if on the sixth one, you go, oh, that's the one I really want to do. Do I, I, do I get to delete one of the first five? I don't think so. I think you get five and then that's it. Okay. So during the contest period, you take the following actions. You need to tweet, post a photo that displays your original burger creation that features your full burger masterpiece. Include the hashtags contest and Heinz Art Burger. Uh, also submission and optionally provide a short description of the photo, 50 words or fewer, and a name for your burger, not to exceed 10 words, within the original Instagram caption and post. Presentation is key, so make sure you capture your burger's essence up close and in focus. Your photo of the sauce should be central to the burger's theme. Your account settings must remain public during the contest period until the prizes are awarded. Uh, you must not change your Instagram or Twitter handle during the contest period and uh, until the prizes are awarded. But it doesn't say. It says you get five, five entries, but it doesn't say if I can delete one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want that one. I, I, I know I submitted that one, but take it back. I take it back, okay? I know this is my sixth one, and you can cut me off, but take the fifth one back so I still only have five. All right, one of my five is submitted. That's the way it goes. I'm sure that they will tell you, oh, no, take a hike. There are categories that you can enter. The minimalist, the uh, classical, the maximalist, <laughs> the sculptural, and the experimental. I was looking at their gallery at, uh, you know, artofthebergerheinz.com and uh, some of them look like, oh, no, thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> but okay, that's the art of the burger, though, isn't it? So good luck. And if you're the champion and win the $25,000 on one of your five entries, uh, good for you. Good for you. And if you're one of the 50 runner ups and get that great t shirt from Heinz, Congratulations to you. Maybe you can put it on after you're done naked hiking, you know, next year. Because you've got until July 12th to enter, and then the winner is going to be announced, I guess, in September. 
And I also see, okay, so it's not just a t-shirt. It is a Heinz Art of the Burger kit worth about 125 bucks that you get as the, you know, that you get as one of the loser prizes. And I see that you get the 25000 plus the company is going to give you another $7,500 for they're calling a tax gross-up payment. So you're going to end up getting $32,500. Oh, you still have to pay, you know, all the taxes on that. So anyway, good luck. God bless. <laughs> did you see Lightyear this weekend? Yeah, a lot of people didn't. Sorry. Ooh. Uh, it opened in 4,255 locations domestically and hit 43 markets overseas. Uh, 13 nations uh, from the Muslim world and the Palestinian territory said, no, we're not going to air your movie here. And they were pissed because of the brief kiss between a lesbian couple. So, I mean, that's that's the angle that I guess we're taking. That, uh, you know, it's the because of the lesbian kiss. I would almost argue that it's because Tim Allen is not Buzz Lightyear. But what do I know? Jurassic World Dominion uh, was number one over the weekend. It has earned $622.2 million worldwide, with $259.2 million of that coming from the United States and Canadian theaters. Seventh movie released during the pandemic to surpass $600 million. Top Gun, uh, fourth weekend, came in uh, with $44 million to take third place. Because uh, Lightyear came in second with like 51 million or something like that. So congratulations to them. Uh, the, the theaters are happy. They're saying that uh, we've got three movies this weekend that made over 40 million. Uh, we haven't seen this in a while. We have a summer movie season here. Yay! So Jurassic World 58.7, Lightyear 51, and Top Gun 44 are the top three. I loved the uh, the excuses, though, that uh, the family audience has proved a little more reluctant uh, than other segments to return to movie theaters. Uh, many studies, studios, including Disney and Pixar, have opted for streaming or hybrid releases for their animated titles since the beginning of the pandemic, and the company has sent its Pixar titles uh, directly to Disney Plus for free to subscribers, other big animated titles... Uh, uh, got hybrid releases. So there's been a little bit of confusion about whether it's just in theaters. Is that it? Is that it was just a little bit of confusion? Yeah, there's a little bit of confusion whether the parents wanted to have their kids, you know, be submitted to, uh, you know, Buzz and the lesbian love affair during the Buzz Lightyear movie. But, you know, whatever. Whatever makes you happy. If you want to use that, you know, if you sleep better at night telling yourself that, fine. No problem. I personally think it had more to do with... Uh, uh, the Buzz Lightyear not being Tim Allen. Buzz Lightyear not being Buzz Lightyear. Right? Lightyear huh, wasn't Lightyear. That's my review. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I see where TV Guide has posted their 100 best shows 
on TV right now. And Yellowstone is number 27. Yellowstone is 27th out of the 100. We're going to break down this list. I'm going to have to probably break this down tomorrow because I started scrolling through it and I'm like, ooh, no, I don't necessarily agree with that. Plus, I don't know if they mention, um, if they mention Dark Winds, which just started. There's a couple episodes of that up on AMC Plus, uh, on AMC and AMC Plus. Uh, the Old Man uh, on uh, Stars, I think, or maybe FX. But uh, really good, really good with Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow. Uh, So I'm going to have to break down this list and then add to it, probably, and take away some. Uh, Maybe I should start doing, you know, the chewing the fat list and we'll just post that on uh, Jeffy JFR. You know what? I might just do that and we'll just have to break down that list on tomorrow's podcast. So look for that. I see where uh, Amber Heard. The headline is Broke Amber Heard Spotted Shopping at TJ Maxx in the Hamptons. Please, stop it. Uh, First of all, uh, she's still in the Hamptons, okay? Call me like I tweeted when she's in Newark. When when Amber is spotted at the TJ Maxx in Newark, in downtown Newark. What's wrong with Newark? Have you been there? Uh, (laughs) It's not the Hamptons. We'll just leave it at that, okay? Um... I like Newark better than the Hamptons. Okay, good for you. And one picture of her that has her uh, shopping at uh, TJ Maxx. She almost looks like she's shoplifting. <laughs> the way she's walking and she's got that kind of look on her face and people are snapping pictures. I don't know. It just seemed like a, you know, we're catching somebody shoplifting. That's the way the photo looked. <laughs> but, uh, I've, you know, Amber is out, uh, at least trying to get a little bit of her life back. I didn't break down any of her interview on ABC last week because it's just, I've had enough of her, you know, and she's just agonizing. I will sometime this week. We'll get into Amber Heard. I've got, a, I've got so, I've got one block of stories on, uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And I just haven't gotten them because I just, man, the mini series that was that trial is, it took a lot out of me. <laughs> it took a lot out of me like okay enough I just gotta take a little break from uh, Johnny and Amber and that's what Depp did I mean he went off and started doing concerts with Beck and uh, Jeff Beck and uh, just got away right he's not talking about it he hasn't done any interviews he's just being himself and Amber you know had to do her make good interview and you know now she's still in the Hamptons but she's shoplifting at TJ Maxx I mean shopping at TJ Maxx so you know just seems a little a little weird I also see maybe she's working at uh, the TJ Maxx you know, you know who knows you might need a little extra cash or she's getting some ideas for her clothing line inside Meta uh, I know that uh, they have an avatar fashion store now. They're going to sell virtual clothes for real money inside uh, the meta world. I love this idea. I want to do a morning show on the strip of downtown Meta City. Uh, absolutely, you haven't even been inside Meta. You don't even know what you're talking about. I know, but I want to. You know, I want to do a show. Uh, the main drag inside Meta. I could sell my own stuff. A Meta spokesperson said they would be priced between two ninety nine and eight ninety nine. Obviously, uh, you know, less than the real outfits. Uh, but they've got uh, Prada's selling uh, leather bags and uh, ostrich bags. And they've got all these brands. 
I'm going to sell stuff in Meta to, you know, so you can dress up your avatars the way you want. That's, you know, so you can be in your underwear at home, but you're wearing Prada. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? And then I see a post this weekend that uh, had, I was like, why is that trending? Relentlessly gay uh, was trending this weekend on Twitter. And I thought, why is that trending? And once again, making the rounds, the letter of dear resident of this address on Kenwood Avenue, your yard is becoming relentlessly gay. Myself and others in the neighborhood ask that you tone it down. This is a Christian area and there are children Keep it up and I will be forced to call the police on you. Your kind need to have respect for God, a concerned homeowner. Now, I read that and I thought there's no way that that's real. I'm sorry, there's no way that's real. And it's making the rounds again. This started way back in 2015, taken by a Baltimore County woman who claimed that her neighbor complained her yard was becoming relentlessly gay. And it makes the rounds. It's made the rounds uh, a couple years later in 2018. And now I may have even made the rounds again in 2019 or so. And it's making the rounds again. And it's just, it's not real. She created a GoFundMe campaign after saying she received the note from a neighbor. And then she's ultimately returned the $43,000 that she raised. Uh, there were a few questions about the letter's authenticity and, you know, taxes and an overabundance of resources. Uh-huh. So it wasn't true. Uh, she has all the money she needs and they were going to make her pay taxes and it probably bumped her an extra 43000 into a new tax bracket. So you know what? I'll just drop the whole thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she decorated her yard with a rainbow colored lawn ornament. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, she's just looking away to try to make some money. And it started the firestorm that, uh, she decided, well, you know, I probably need to not, you know what? Just, I'm just going to pull it. Don't worry about it here. Go fund me. Give everybody their money back. Uh, I'm not going to have to answer questions about the letters authenticity because I mean, we all know that it's not real. Right. She didn't say that, but when they're, you know, I wasn't the only one. And this is back in 2015 when people were like, uh, you, you know, that doesn't seem like someone would actually do that and not sign it. The, the concerned homeowner and the actual address. Oh, okay. Then it's, it's real. Then we all believe it. And sure the hatred, the hatred of people. And that's why they hate gay people because they're relentlessly gay. Okay, right. But if you live in Calgary, uh, the city of Calgary, by the way, in the province of Alberta, uh, you may have been given a, a piece of paper with a police officer right there and that are forcing you for jury duty. Like right now, you're leaving with us. There's a picture of a letter. Court of Queen's Bench of Alberta summons. You are directed to immediately attend to the courthouse, Calgary Court Center in the city of Calgary in the province of Alberta for jury selection in the case of Her Majesty the Queen and uh, R versus Hansra. Oh, okay. For this purpose, any peace officer is entitled to require you to accompany him or her to Calgary Court Center, the address, 
Alberta for said purpose, dated at the city of Calgary in the province of Alberta on June 16th. So apparently, uh, the sitting judge in any of these cars may, he or she may send out the sheriffs to go round up people for jury duty. (laughs) Under the special provision, the roundup provision, I'm a huge fan of provisions, and man, the roundup provision is probably one of my favorites. Uh, you can tell the judge uh, when you get to the court. I mean, if you're there at lunch, they went to this mall and uh, people were you know, walking around the mall and eating lunch at the mall and they were like, oh, no, uh, you're on break. Yeah, you're going to, you have to go to court right now. Uh, you can come to the courthouse uh, with us voluntarily or in cuffs. <laughs> oh, uh, I guess I'll come then. Uh, you know, no problem. So, uh, they were just giving people the flyers in the mall. They were on break and they were saying, yep, here you go. Take care. You're coming with us no matter what. I love the line. You can come with us uh, voluntarily or in cuffs. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I would be interested to see if they did cuff anyone because you'd want to say, you know, you just pick me out of the crowd. Um, and I'm in the middle of eating my lunch and I've got to go back to work. Not now you don't, my friend. Not now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, we have quite a list today on who died today. Who died today? I'll start with uh, Billy Kamitz. Uh, voice actor, passed away at 35 years of age. He was a big-time anime voice actor, really good, uh, very sad. He got uh, cancer, and I watched a post from him, um, I don't know, a while ago, a month and a half ago, maybe two months, something like that, maybe not even that long ago, really. And he was talking about how he was moving back to Pennsylvania with his family, and he was fighting, and he was taking treatments, and things were going good, and he was... Uh, you know, doing everything he could to beat the colon cancer. And uh, then, uh, no, uh, no, no, very sad. Uh, Billy Kamitz, dead at 35. Then we have two, two actors from the Netflix series The Chosen One were killed in an automobile accident. Uh, They were, and they were with other crew members. They were in a van, I guess, going back to the airport or going back to where they were going to, you know, get out of there. They had uh, done, they were done filming and they were down in uh, Mexico and they were, you know, I don't know what caused the accident, but they flipped the van off the desert road and uh, to these two actors, uh, Ramundo Garduña Cruz and Juan Francisco Gonzalez Aguilar, you may know him as Paco Mufote, uh, he they're both dead from the crash. The other members of the crew in the van were injured, but uh, you know, in stable condition. Very sad. 
Uh, no news on what caused the accident. I'm not really sure <laughs> what they're going to do with the show. I mean, everything is completely shut down now. Uh, maybe they, you know, that's maybe they put the chosen one out. I mean, I think they were probably almost, well, they were, maybe they weren't a hundred percent done filming, but they were probably pretty close. So we'll see what happens with that series. Uh, then we have the actor, Tyler Sanders, 18 years of age. Uh, he was been in all kinds of shows. I mean, he's been, he was in the 911 Lone Star and, uh, Fear the Walking Dead and, uh, Magic, uh, Mystery City. And he was, uh, he just posted uh, not long ago on his Instagram about, you know, styling and was wearing a suit and he was in Colorado. Um, uh, so, and there's no news on what caused his death, what caused his untimely death. At the age of 18 years of age, there's only a couple things that uh, could have caused his death, right? You've got, uh, you know, an overdose of drugs. You have a suicide or you have, uh, you know, sudden adult death syndrome that apparently has been going on for quite some time. But there's no connection to the vaccine at all. Uh, there have been people, sudden adult death syndrome, SADS, uh, going on forever, according to the last story that I read. So I don't even know why I brought that up. So it couldn't have been SADS. So it's either a drug overdose or suicide, right? Of this young kid who had a, you know, huge promising career. He's been working, uh, and, and acting in all these shows and really starting to make a name for himself. Tyler Sanders, dead at the age of 18, very very sad. And then we have, uh, well, this is probably uh, the saddest story, uh, in the who died today segment. Uh, hundreds of dead penguins are washing up on the New Zealand beaches. I know they're the mass die-offs of little blue penguins. They're the world's smallest penguin species. And the, <laughs> They're washing up on the shore. Now they're, maybe it's because they can't fly. <laughs> so if there's a problem, maybe they should learn to fly. I don't know. There's, you know, they can't, they're the flightless birds. I got it. Okay. Still sad. I'm sorry. They've been washing up dead on the beaches and these frequent mass die-offs are because of changing climate patterns. These hundreds of lifeless birds have been found in Northern New Zealand since May and the exact number is, well, it's difficult to determine because reports are still coming in. But they were tested for diseases and biotoxins. They appeared to have died from starvation. All the birds were at least half the normal weight. They had no fat on them and all their muscle tissue had wasted away. Now, as you get deeper into the story, it talks, we're still blaming it on climate change, by the way. Uh, as you get deeper into the story, we find out that, oh, it's not unusual for seabirds to die off in large numbers because of severe weather. But mass deaths among little blue penguins, which used to take place once a decade. Oh, so it does take place. It did, but it was like once a decade. Now it's happened three times in six years. So we're starting to blame it on climate change. Okay. I guess that they're saying that it's probably because of La Nina. 
uh, the climate pattern. So what they're saying is the, <laughs> so because of the heat wave, it's a double whammy for the penguins. So, uh, it's a rare occurrence for this to happen. But so what they're thinking is that the, because the water is warmer toward the top, the fish that they feed on moved lower. So the penguins can't dive that far. <laughs> so they can't get down to the food that they eat. And so they're starving to death. Very sad. I mean, I can still in my head, I can see the little fish down in the cold water, looking up at the little penguins going, nah, 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 boo, boo, you can't eat me. So, I mean, it's possible that, uh, you know, it will change and this is just a fluctuating cycle of the planet. Huh. However, uh, that won't be the narrative on this. So you can count on that. Uh, you know, climate change means that we're losing uh, all kinds of animals and we must act and do something immediately. I mean, when we have little blue penguins that no longer exist, something is wrong with the planet. Right? Right. Although it does happen that they all, a bunch of them die, uh, you know, about every 10 years, right? Yeah. Well, now it's been, you know, a couple of times, okay, three, in the last six years. So, I mean, it could be just a regular kind of thing on the planet, right? No. No, it couldn't be? No. No, it's, uh, it's all, it's climate change and La Nina, and we need to do something now. All right, whatever. Uh, but it's sad that the little blue penguins are washing up on the shore. That's for sure. I mean, I don't want to see hundreds of these little penguins washing up on the shore. However, let me say this. Uh, are there not animals that walk along the beach that eat the dead penguins as they wash up on shore? So it is kind of Mother Nature doing her thing, right? I think so. And I'll leave you with this. I got an email uh, referring to the story I did on uh, uh, last week. I think it was on Friday last week about uh, Kim and Pete looking at the $225 million uh, home in uh, in California, Michael Eisner's uh, place. And I was saying that it'd be nice to be able to afford that. And, uh, you know, there's no, there's not a chance in the world that I could come close to affording $225 million home, but it would be sweet to be able to. There's no doubt about that. We can all have goals. I will never attain that goal. But uh, even if you win the lottery, you know, you win the lottery, $360 million or whatever, you take home, you know, a couple hundred million, you're not buying that place. You still, I mean, the upkeep on that has got to be, what, at least, at least 100000 a month and probably more, way more than that. So anyway, I'm not getting this. But according to Dominic, who emailed uh, chewing the fat at theblaze.com. He's telling me to think big. All right, don't get so down. He's telling me I could, should be able to do it. Jeff, it's no problem to afford a $225 million home. Just 10% down. That's a measly $22.5 million. Monthly payments of $1.2 million at 6% for 30 years. And there's no way Kim and Pete will be together for 30 years. Think big. I love it. That's what I think that's the motto of today's show. <laughs> I only need 22.5 million for a down payment and 1.2 million a month 
for mortgage payments. That's not counting upkeep. Remember that. $1.2 million is just the mortgage for 30 years. Uh, so, I, you know what? You're, thanks, Dominic. I appreciate it. I appreciate the, the warm thoughts on you thinking of me and, and making me you know, have that positive mental attitude. Think big. Normally, that's kind of like fat guy thought, uh, you know, thinking big. And that's why I've talked about thinking big about on airplanes and on trains where you sit down and you just have to think big so people don't sit next to you, right? You just have, you don't have to man spread or anything like that. You just have to sit down and think big. So when people look at that area, it's already too full. You got to think big. I mean, that's what I got to do here. It's just a different way of thinking big. So that's, uh, that's it. I'm sorry. I'll just, I'll let you go. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. And always think big. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.